up on Inside the NRL. Newcastle are set to name their new head coach this week. But who is Nathan Brown's replacement? We have the latest. And we're spoilt in studio. South hooker Damien Cook and Cronulla's Wade Graham join us live. Welcome back. It's great to have your company. Happy Monday for all our viewers. Jamie and Michael, it's our favourite day of the week, right? <laughs> it is. For some of us. Say yes. <laughs> of course. <laughs> now, we do have some news from Newcastle. Of course, Nathan Brown, it's his last season as head coach. But there's an update in who will be taking over as soon as uh, next week for 2020, Michael. Yeah, look, the Knights and, and Adam O'Brien, everyone expected to get the job, have reached an agreement. That'll be announced, my understanding, by the end of this week. So the Knights will know in 2020 Adam O'Brien will take over from Nathan Brown. It's all ended pretty ugly over the last week or so. So no real surprises, but that's the guy that everyone has wraps on, Adam O'Brien. He'll take in charge of, take charge of the Knights uh, in the start of the preseason. Jamie, is he the right man for the job, do you think? Yeah, well, I'm a big believer you pick from the tree the, the most successful coaches. You talk about Trent Robinson, Craig Bellamy, to be able to get one of those understudies to come to a club that has under-delivered this year and underachieved. I think it's a bonus for them. Is there any word on how long the deal is? Will he have to meet a criteria or is it not another open-ended contract? Well, that's what him? they're working through at the moment. He wants to coach the Knights. He's told the Roosters that he will go and coach the Knights. They're sorting that out and by the end of the week we'll have an answer in terms of the terms and, and what happens going forward. But I'd like to say, there's been a lot of mud thrown at the Knights in terms of the way they have handled this situation. I think it's, to the people involved, and I get, I get that ideally we like to tell people up front and be honest in this situation, but tell me which club has ever moved on from another coach and waited till after the season to do something about it. I'll take you back last year, the Broncos, in terms of, let's just talk about Bennett, there was a lot of discussion about Seabold, they wanted to try and get Bellamy, and Bennett was still there, happened... Happened at Penrith with Anthony Griffin. They obviously spoke to Ivan Cleary. They spoke to Wayne Bennett. He was still at the club. So I get that the fact that everyone's up in arms that Nathan Brown was blindsided. But as a club, you've got to do your due diligence. If there's no one better out there than Nathan Brown, then you stick with him. So the, the question mark over the club, I understand that they're frustrated from the fans. It's the timing. It's the timing of the announcement. It's the timing ahead of such a big game for that club. Three wooden spoons. But they weren't planning on announcing it. They I'm weren't just planning. saying, you'd think that it was almost... Like Andrew Johnson's comments about sabotage, it, it almost smells of that because the, the players, if they go on, they had a great win last week. They go to Campbelltown with their season on the line. If that just stays under wraps and you handle it in-house, knowing that, right, I'm not going to be here for the end of the year, uh, next year, but I've got two weeks to go. So a few weeks back, the board met and they decided they weren't sure if Nathan Brown was the right coach. So they said, we're going to conduct a review. And in that time, Troy Pez, who's been criticised, the recruitment manager, was given instructions by the club to see what's out there, to get a gauge on who the best person would be. Not necessarily meaning Nathan Brown would be moved on, but to see who else is out there. Because, as I said, you're not going to move Nathan Brown on if there's no one better out there. So he did what he was told. And the fact that it got back to Nathan Brown, he then fronted Phil Gardner, and obviously Gardner's intention was to let him know there was going to be a, re a review. And Nathan Brown wasn't having anything of that. He fell on his sword, he knew what was coming. And he, we are in this situation at the moment. And to make things worse was the performance of the players on Saturday night because they were diabolical. Mm. Isn't that always going to happen? I mean, how are you not going to get caught out if you've got um, somebody at the club looking for another man that's so closely connected to your head coach? I get it, but how it's, it's professional sport and in every situation I can think of, every club is doing due diligence on, what's the next, on what the plan is going forward. Yeah. If Newcastle yeah, wait no, 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 no. Not every club's planning for their to, for their coach to go forward. Oh come on! Every club, 
Are you telling me that not the clubs that are successful, clubs, the clubs that aren't doing well? Well, the clubs are that aren't. I'm sure Parramatta, when they weren't sure if Brad Arthur was going to be the coach, were just keeping an eye out to see what was happening. So what's the difference? I'm sure the Bulldogs Parramatta are doing the same Castle, thing. Then? What's the difference? Parramatta are more professional. Parramatta started they winning. Keep, they, they can keep it in under wraps. That's the first right, time that's since Parramatta is professional. Well, that's a, well, they have been. They've turned it around <laughs> remarkably this year. But they've, well, they have, yeah. they've been professional and looking for some. You can go out and be discreet and look for another coach. But at the end that's of the year, you make those decisions. Yeah, but why is it all blown up all of a sudden? Because Nathan Brown found out. So someone has told Nathan Brown that they're looking or asking questions. That's what the questions were about. Asking questions about Adam O'Brien. And Nathan Brown's found out. And this is the situation we're in. The next question is, does he stay at the club to the end of the year or should he be moved on immediately? We saw what the Knights dished up against the Tigers and he seemed like he had no energy left in the press conference as well. Let's take a listen to Nathan Brown. The first half is obviously uh, probably a reflection of why me and the boss honestly come to the solution we come to last week. When you get to the, I suppose, the end of the road sort of thing is... Um, with where I'm at, yeah, where me and the boss come to that sort of, I suppose, resolution we come to, you know. Um, you're either going to get an outstanding performance or do you get a, what we got in the first half. A very deflated Nathan Brown. Well, he was after the game and he spoke to the players and he said, if you want me gone, I'll go. He said, if anyone wants me gone, I'll step down now. Now, he's obviously going to remain for the final two weeks, but he was very disappointed in the players. And I feel sorry for Nathan Brown because he's done a tremendous job getting this club to where they are at the moment. And they are ready to reap the benefits of what he's done. But unfortunately for him, he's not going to be there going forward. And rightly or wrongly, New South, New, New South Wales, Newcastle need to start preparing to move on. And the players on the weekend, if I'm Adam O'Brien, I'm concerned with that attitude because they didn't turn up for that game at all. But the players didn't say that... He should move on or step down immediately. No, so, they should, I don't think they had to. Their performance said enough to, to come out and play that with this season on the line. I feel sorry for Nathan Brown as well. Mm. I think it's a, you, it doesn't excuse the players on the weekend, but certainly the timing of it all would have taken its toll. If I'm Nathan Brown, he looks absolutely buggered. I'd walk away just for, for yourself to know that your, your team didn't come out and back you up like that uh, you know, throughout the week in terms of what, what uh, transpired, but in terms of that performance as well, it was very disappointing. It's Old Boys Day this weekend against the Titans. If they're not up for this one, if they get beaten in Newcastle this week, some serious problems at Newcastle. Mm. Well, there already is serious problems. That's why they're getting a new head coach by the That's sounds true. of things. But um, joining us next is South Sydney Rabbitohs hooker Damien Cook. While he gets comfy on set, let's take a look at some of the highlights from their two-point thriller over the Brisbane Broncos. Brilliant stuff. Hard running, offloading. Cook, here he is. He's picked his time to go. He's nearly through them. He's got Reynolds on the back up. He rolls it through for Walk in a chase. The ball sits up on his left. And Souths have blasted Brisbane off the park with a brilliant try. Cook, Reynolds, Walker. As Knights gives it for Cook, who floats to Sutton. And then the Gagai. He's going to be through them. He is through them, Dane Gagai. He tries to stand up, Milford. He's got oh, 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 oh. oh, this is too good. Oh. They have exploded away. Oh, well. 
the man of the moment. A try, three tackle breaks, 50 tackles. That was a great game. You must have been happy with that one. Yeah, no, it was a, a pretty really good team performance and uh, it was just exciting to get back in the winner's circle. It's something we've been trying to look for for the last few weeks and it was just good that we're back. Particularly over the Broncos. Yeah, it's always good. We know the history there, the <laughs> coaches. A, yeah, it was a special week and uh, I, I really enjoyed the build-up between the two coaches and a bit of the trash talk was going on between them and uh, it really built up the game really well and um, yeah, I'm glad to get the win up there. So was Wayne. Damn, it was a pretty good game. As we speak to, obviously, semi-finals around the corner. It was a semi-final type game. But for me, the highlight, nothing better. Not just for the, the week, for the year, than seeing the celebrations after the game with Wayne and the way he walked in. It's like he won a grand final. <laughs> and the way you guys carried on, talk me through what it was like when he walked in. No, it was, it was pretty funny when we seen him come through the door with his hands in the air. And um, as you can see now, he doesn't give out many handshakes, but he was happy to give everyone uh, you know, high five after that game, especially up in Brisbane. He loves going up there. Um, you know, had his chest out, pumped, ready to go for the weekend and just glad we get the win for him. What was, it? What was it just on the emotion of Wayne Bennett? How was he during the week? Because as much as you try and keep it in-house, this means a lot to him going back home and what had happened to him during his time in Brisbane. I think it was a bit different this week. I think JD probably took the pressure, uh, all that yeah. pressure off him, you know. Um, it was between JD and Siebes during the week and Wayne, you know, said in the media that, you know, it's got nothing to do with me, go speak to JD. So I think the funny thing is that it didn't affect the playing group whatsoever, as it shows um, the way we played. But you know, it brought a bit of a, you know, made the game, you know, a bit of hype behind the game, made it a bit more exciting, which I enjoyed. How do you? The challenge now for South Sydney is how do you bottle that and take it forward into the finals? Because your month before that was pretty poor. You lack discipline, energy, enthusiasm. But Friday night Suncorp, how do you bottle that going forward? Well, that's what we've got to do. We've got to build off that game that we just had um, before that. Yeah, the month we had a footy was pretty bad. And, and that's what we've been looking for. We've been looking for that performance. And with the next couple of games, come, uh, we've got Warriors overseas. Um, then we've got uh, the Roosters at their home ground. So for finals, we can play some good footy and win both those games. We're going to put ourselves in really good form going into the finals. Damien, what's it, what's it like for you, mate? Obviously, coming off that origin, it seems like a lot of teams have had a post-origin hangover a little bit, and you guys felt it through that period as much as anyone. Do you feel like you're out of it now, and especially guys like Cody Walker and, and yourself that have come through last week and start to find another gear? I think it was important for us to all be on the same page, and I think we're a bit, bit disjointed for the next month of footy after that. And uh, obviously, it takes the body a bit more to recover after the origin period, and um, yeah, I'm feeling really good at the moment, even though Sally thought I was a bit tired last week. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 50 tackles, take me two months. I had to make sure I played good before I come on the show today. So, um, you know, I think we all sat down during the week as a spine. Uh, we knew we had a great team there that worked really hard for us, and we just had to make sure we're all on the same page, and, and that's what we did on the weekend. Uh, that's why it was so enjoyable on the weekend. I felt like we're all on the same page, especially the spine. So, good step in the right direction. A lot was made about your attack during the week, which I, I enjoyed the theatre of the coaches going at it as well. 105 metres you averaged last year, 81 this year, but you seem like your decision-making and your potency with the attack's a lot more dangerous this year. Have you enjoyed that role that JD's been able to bring to you and, and open you up a little bit? Yeah, it was, and with Wayne as well, he, um, he thought there was a lot, lot more to my game than what I was doing last year. It was a pretty simple game plan. We're just thinking run or pass, and uh, this year what I've been most... Um, you know, happy with my game is a try assist. Um, you know, trying to put my my forwards in a better position uh, when it's not on for me. So that's the biggest learning curve for me this year is uh, trusting my teammates around me, picking the right times to run. Um, and if it's not on for me, if it's not my game to have a good running game, I've just got to make sure I'm leading the team around. What about, you touched on uh, post-origin period, Cody Walker, I know you guys are very close. How did you help him find his form again uh, and give him that confidence? I think... 
Well, it needed to be the whole team needed to make sure we we're playing good footy for Cody. I think um, he was playing so well at the start of the year. Then we then we weren't playing some good footy as a team, and and that put a lot of pressure on him, uh, being one of the halves as well, and Renault being out a little bit. So uh, I think once as a forward pack we we get going forward like we did on the weekend and we're getting good go forward, making good metres and off the back of that momentum our halves come into the game and there's no one better than Cody um, going at a you know, defence retreating. Is that what you talk about when you're talking about that spine getting on the same page as well? Is that what you wanted to bring together and help him and Reynolds? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, we're all on the field, we probably all see different things but we've almost got to stick to a certain game plan as well and, and trust that that person uh, has got something on, so you know if you get an overriding call, you got to make sure, uh, especially if they're the halves, you got to make sure they get the ball. So, uh, <laughs> actually, you said earlier in the year you want to take the ball, and sometimes you're like, oh, do I give it to Cody? You know, oh, no, I want to keep it. Halves, they um, you get some forwards trying to call the special call, but uh, <laughs> when the halves call it, you got to give it to them. Yeah, fair enough. Damien, momentum's everything heading into finals. Given that, how disappointing is the James Roberts elbow to Corey Oates? A little bit of. Obviously, he might miss a couple of weeks. Disappointing to see that happen. Yeah, it is. Uh, look, he's going to miss probably, I think, have we made a decision, I think, taking two weeks or something. So, you know, I think he deserves what he got for that. Um, you know, we don't want to see that in the game. Um, it was a very emotional game for, for Jimmy going back home as well. Um, not that that's any excuse for what he did, but, you know, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of passion in Jimmy in the way he plays, and we love having him down here. Uh, but, you know, he'll... He knows what he's done, he'll accept, what, accept the band that he's got uh, and we'll just have to move on like we have without certain players this year for the next couple of weeks and, and get the job done, but he'll be back for finals. It's not an easy run home, is not it? You've got the Warriors away, but then you play the Roosters, the benchmark of this competition. How far off are the Rabbitohs from their best game heading into the finals? I think we'll find out this weekend uh, against the Warriors over there. Uh, you know, obviously we had that really good performance against Brisbane. But like you said before, we've got to build on that. Uh, we want to build some good momentum going to the finals. And if we can beat them over there and then come back against the Roosters uh, and put in a great performance then against the top of the, t uh, you know, the leaders of the competition, uh, you know, we're going to put ourselves in really good form going to the finals. Does that travelling take it out of you a bit, though? Uh, oh, not too much. I don't, yeah. I, I don't mind the travel. Um, it's good. All the boys get together, uh, can spend some good quality time, team bonding, as you'll call it. Uh, you know, especially overseas, it's a good. It's a good little trip over there if you win. Is that like just playing card games and all that? That's like, all is it is. Some, yeah, really. It's something um, a bit more fun. Monopoly deals being the big one at the moment. <laughs> oh, that everyone's okay. playing, So um, I can't get over how nice he smells. <laughs> <laughs> Outstanding. I mean, he's come straight from probably liqueur, his business. But when you did come on set, I, I don't know. I just oh, can't. I was nice. looking into yeah. his eyes, and just the smell is outstanding. <laughs> I, I had to bring off. it up, but anyway, spice well done. Bomb, anyway. <laughs> what do you wear? Um, I think this one's Spice Bomb, it's cool. Oh. There you go. Jamie likes it. Check out your local uh, like chemist it. warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of outstanding, that tackle at the end there on, on Corey Oates, that'll go up there as one of the highlights, I imagine, in terms of pressure moments and delivery? Oh, I think it's, it's, it's nice to have a defensive highlight up on my, um, <laughs> my career because I get hammered a fair bit for my defence sometimes. Uh, but, you know, so... You know, that tackle, I think I'd just close my eyes and hope for the best. He's, uh, he's an incredible winger. Uh, he does such a great job for them. Wingers are so important in the game, and he's one of the best at bringing their team out of their end. Um, and seeing him come back on that drop line, I was just, just glad I stopped him. Watching that game, I know Wayne Bennett, he would have been pleased with the desperation. Campbell Graham, yourself, coming up with those plays. It's such an important game, competing on every play, because one of those tackles is missed, or, or they turn up this play right here. I mean, that's yeah. a try if Campbell Graham's not switched on and alert and 
that was the desperation that I think we've seen in the, the South Sydney side for a while. Yeah, and it was, it was great to see and, and great to see the boys doing that for each other on the field and really working hard for each other and uh, especially the forward pack. We're missing some big names and we had some great players like Dean Britt, Tom Amone, uh, Liam Knight was outstanding on the weekend. So those, those boys all stood up and did their job and uh, you know took it to the big, big Brisbane pack. Well, you play the Warriors Friday night. Yep. Who is the one player to watch? Two of us, check. <laughs> no, on your side. Oh, on our side. Oh. <laughs> Come on. Who are we backing? I can't. Uh, look, I think Cam Murray. I think okay. Cam Murray's going to be really good. They, they've got a big pack over there as well, but if we can do a good job in the middle, um, his leg speed and his ball work through the middle will do, uh, do some damage. Just quickly, I would say Liam Knight. I think his game last week set the tone for his standard. I think... He's been good for a while, but that game against the big pack on the big stage, that's his base standard now for an important time until the Burgess boys are all back on deck. Yeah, all right. Eyes on Liam Knight and Cam Murray. Hot tip. Friday night, make sure you tune in. Mount Smart Stadium, South and the Warriors head-to-head. -head. Thank you so much for joining us on Inside the NRL. We no appreciate worries. it. Thanks for having me. We've got Wade Graham coming on next, but before we move on to the Cronulla Sharks, let's take a look at all the tries of the week. Lewis linking it away before. Oh! What about that tackle? That's did one you, of the best oh, I've seen. Oh, oh. Did you hear that? <laughs> Here's Peachy. Gordon trying to get there. Oh, brilliant. Take out O'Carr. Here he goes to bust them. He's going to go 90. The Fox is flying. He's got Sammy covered or has he? Sammy coming light. What a chase. and Corey Allen's in the firing line. They just come down with it. Ball goes away. Boyd over the line as he get the footy down. Oh, what a tackle. This is an unbelievable try saver. Campbell Graham, I think it is. Here's Boyd on the inside for Now, as you would have seen, it is tackle of the week, not try of the week. My apologies. I would have picked B, Philip Sammy. That was outrageous. Addo Carr, who catches the fox? Philip Sammy. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> in there, Katie. Thanks for saddening me, obvious. All right, to join us to talk all things Cronulla Sharks, we're joined by co-captain Wade Graham. Thank you very much for coming on. No, thanks. I feel like we've me. got so much talent on today. It's fabulous. Yeah, two one. It's hard, hard man to follow. Yeah, look out, that, look so out. Pressure's I'll on. Do, I'll do my best. Now, how are you this season? You come back from the ACL in uh, round 13, then you played Origin, then you uh, did your hamstring. How's the body? Yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Um, a couple 80 minutes performances under my belt now. Um, it's good to be out back on, on the field consistently. So hopefully I just stay there now and yeah, finish the year off strong. It's good to see you smiling. Thank you. Yeah. It's a big week this week, Wado. It's Gal's obviously last game at home. What, what sort of importance do you put on that? I know the season's still got a few weeks to go, hopefully, for you. But what importance do you put on this week? Yeah, well, it's massive. Um, you know, what Gal's done for the club, what he's achieved for the club. Um, you know, to celebrate his last home game, you know, more for the fans and the members who've got to watch him over the years. Um, a lot of team, ex-teammates will be down there, current teammates. Um, for someone who, you know, has given it all for the club, it's going to be a special occasion. To top it off, it's Father's Day. You know, so he'll have his kids down there. His old man will probably be down there. Um, Sunday afternoon doesn't get much better. And it's, and it's the last game at Shark Park for, or Pointsburg Stadium for two years now, so it's a big occasion. What about your bond with him? You've been through a lot together, the highs and the lows, and especially given the Asada drama, you two were the, the face of that for so long. What's your bond like with him? 
Oh, we're very close. Um, you know, it, it wouldn't be too dissimilar to older brother, younger brother. We, we certainly have some heated moments and we get into it a fair bit and <laughs> we have some robust discussions, but um, there hasn't been a greater influence on my career than, than Paul Gallen. Um, you know, the way he's played uh, throughout his career, the way he's led, um, you know, his toughness, just, he's just someone that's always been there. It's going to be a massive hole, you know, not just for the club, but for me personally, when he leaves next year, um, he's, no matter what, you know, I've been dealing with or how I've been leading, we don't, I needed anything, you know, he's the guy I've always gone to. So, um, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be different seeing the big fella go, but uh, hopefully we can send him out on, um, you know, some positive stuff at the end of this year and get into the finals and, and have a run at it. You talk about the influence he's made on you and the club and clearly he's had an influence on the game itself. Um, we saw the Warriors sort of talking to him post-match and thanking him for his time. How, much, how important is that and what does that sort of show of the character he has brought to the game for so many years? Yeah, it's just, um, you know, hats off to the Warriors. They do a really good job at this, um, recognising, you know, great players and showing, showing the respect to... You know, certainly Gowser here, and they've done it in the past. Um, but you know, Gowser has been a warrior of the game. Uh, we're, we're very lucky at Cronulla that you know we've got the experience at first hand uh, on the week-to-week basis, year-to-year basis. But he's a true warrior of the game. Um, he really changed the way Middles played there for a bit. Um, his work rate and the amount of uh, metres he got through, tackles he got through. You know, you see all the guys like Jason and uh, Josh McGuire and all that play through the middle now. You know, that's Gowser really set the tone for that in, in that you know middle period of the the late 2000s. Let's switch focus this week, Canberra Raiders. How far are you off your best game heading into the finals? Yeah, well, hopefully we're only one week off it. Um, we need to find our best game fast if we want to be serious about um, playing in September. Uh, the Canberra team are playing well all year. They're really a dangerous team. They're, they're, they're a bit unorthodox. Um, and they, they're great to watch. I actually enjoy watching their, them play. Um, so we know, we're, we know we need to put in a big performance at Shark Park this week. But yeah, we're... We've got to deliver again if we want to be serious about uh, making September and then you know, not just making up the numbers when we get there. What about the clash with John Bateman? You must be looking forward to that. Yeah, he's a great player. Uh, we've had a couple of games against each other now. This is actually my second game back from MCL, so it was good to get back <laughs> in and, and mix it up. Um, I played against him in the World Club Challenge after 2016 when we won the Premiership and then again for Australia when he was playing for England. So he's a quality player. He's really uh, excelled in his first year in the NRL. Um, he, he's, he's one of the unorthodox players that they have down there and he's doing a tremendous job. What do you dislike about him most, though? Oh, I, don't, I, I like him. I like the way he plays. Oh, I, like I, the way, I like the way he goes about <laughs> his business. Um, he's a bit of a character. Um, I've never met him really off the field, but I have a feeling that we'd get along off the field. And, um, <laughs> but once we get on there um, on Sunday afternoon, we'll, we'll have a crack and get into it. John Bateman, call out. Wade wants to hang out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Maybe in the off-season. Yeah, maybe in the off-season. <laughs> now, captaincy, by the way. Next season, there'll be no Paul Gallen. Are you going to take sole captaincy or are we going to see it co-captaincy? I'm not too sure. It'll be a discussion we sit down with. Um, ultimately, it'll be Johnny Morris's decision and the club's decision. Um, it's, a, it's a job that I've filled in for, for quite a few years now and obviously shared the co-captaincy with Gowser uh, for the last couple of years. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll just get through this season. It's a, cl- it's a decision we'll sit down and make you know, as a club and probably a leadership group and obviously the, the ultimate decision will come to, to Johnny, the coach of that team. Hasn't been any talk about it yet? No, nah, no. Nah, there's plenty of time to sort out in the off-season. So we'll just, our focus is on the back end of this year, really trying to nail these last two games and play the footy that we know we're capable of and then, you know, making a run in September. Michael Chemis did a team of the decade. Yes. Oh, how, did, 
Well, he I... came up with the concept. <laughs> Maybe it was ripped off from somewhere, I think it was. But uh, how does it feel to be in that discussion? I had you in my team personally. How does it feel to be in that discussion knowing that you know, so many back, great back rowers have played the game, but to be able to be in that conversation with those guys over the last 10 years? Yeah, it was, I've seen um, the teams getting floating around, and especially you know, some of the guys who were picking the team, some past legends and um, you know, players of the game. To be t in the discussion is... Is wonderful. It's um, it's something I didn't, you know, you don't really reflect on it yourself too yeah. much. I haven't really thought about it all too much, and um, you know, it's just some great back rowers. Who would you have as your back rowers? Oh, geez, you put me on the spot. I'd have Luke, I'd have to have Luke Lewis as one. Yes. Um, Conjecture was Sunny Bill. Sunny, yeah. Boy Cordner. Yeah, I'd probably go with Boydo. Sonny and Boydo. Boydo just because he's been so consistent over the... Oh, but then how do you leave Sammy Burgess? <laughs> <laughs> I, had to, I had to push him up front. I almost had to push him up front. Him up front. Like, it it's a tough team things. to make. Yeah. And, um, that's what I mean. There's so many guys left out of that of that team. So yeah. to even be in the discussions, like you look at guys like Sammy Thiday and yeah. uh, Glenn Stewart. Like these are guys who I've looked up to. Chucky Watmau. You know, all these guys are sort of... Mm. Um, left out and they're all great players. So to be in the discussions, yeah, it's, it's, it's very proud. But before we get on talking a bit of the, the news and you join us on Hit or Miss, I'd ask about the season you guys have had and your chances of winning this comp because it hasn't gone to plan and you're probably going to scrape into the eight and probably not where we expected. We thought you'd be a lot higher. But is this the sort of team that doesn't care where it finishes because you know what you've got? Oh, well, ideally we would like to finish higher and, you know, we've still got a bit of work to make the finals. Um, it's so congested at the bottom of the table. But, yeah, it's, it's disappointing. You look at our, the players we have in our roster and we're certainly... We certainly believe we're a better team than where we sit. Um, now we can look at it and you know, there are some excuses. There have been injuries um, to you know, key guys throughout the year and it's been hard to find that consistency, but um, there's still been disappointment uh, without that as well. We've, we've, we've found some form throughout the years and we've, we've had a couple of occasions where we um, you know, had an opportunity to consolidate our spot in eight or consolidate our spot uh, within the ladder and we just failed to deliver on a game we played the week before. So that's the challenge for us. Um, you know, we haven't been playing the best footy, but I think we're four from our last five. So we're, we're trending in the right direction. We just need to aim up on the big occasion now when we need it. And we get a good opportunity to find out where we're at, where we're at this Sunday afternoon against Canberra. Definitely. You finished the uh, sentence for me. Thanks, Wade. <laughs> Might need to look into hosting. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Now, before you join us on Hit or Miss or Champ or Chump, we do need to get Jamie's sweet or soured for this week. Yeah, soured this week. Uh, watched the game yesterday. Fantastic spectacle down in Canberra. I just thought the referees got in the way of a good contest. 26 penalties is too many uh, for my liking. But I just want to highlight two periods of play towards the back end of the game. And it's a quick tap. Uh, you have a look at Jordan Rapana here. He gets head hide. Now, just have a look at this here. As players, you, you get taught there's no one there marking the 10. And referees all year have said that no player can take a quick tap because we've got to set the mark, you've got to set the 10. Well, right there with the game at 12.10, Ashley Klein and his co-referee have decided to let play go on. You fast forward 10 minutes, all right? If we just freeze it there, Jordan Rapana doesn't even tap the ball. He taps Joey Leilua's hand, which constitutes an offside and should have been a turnover. So I would say this to the referees. If we're going to be consistent with the quick tap, we need to make sure that we're consistent. No player can take a quick tap from 11 metres out because the player has to set them, uh, the referee has to set the mark and the re other referee has to come in and set the spot. Let's get it right all the time. Don't let them go willy-nilly and get some inconsistencies going into the big games. OK. <clears throat> he tapped the ball with his hand. <laughs> He's offside. Okay. This week was soured. This week was soured. You're back. I'm back. I knew, I knew, I knew there was going to be a strong vibe today. All right. Time for hit or miss.
Now, Wade, this sometimes gets quite heated. So okay. just a heads up. Um, we've got to pick hit or miss if you agree or disagree with the statement. Okay. You're involved. Okay. Okay. No sitting on the fence, Wade. No sitting on That's the fence. James. And be That's careful. Right. Please be strategic because these two will be hating okay. on you if you pick no the wrong thing. Okay. First one. Adam Fanua Blake was out of line. Hit or miss? I'll let you go last. <laughs> miss for me. I, I, I liked it. I thought it was great. I, I Flashbacks to when your former teammate Michael Ennis did the Viking clap there a few years ago and really riled the Canberra fans. It's great. And Wayne Bennett said it after the press conference. This is the sort of stuff we want to try and engage the fans and keep them interested. The, 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 the Anthony Seabold, Jason Demetrio war over the, week, uh, over the week was great. It just kept interest in the game. Things like this... I love it. I'm, we need villains in the game, and good on Adam Fanua Blake. Miss, get over it, Canberra Raiders. You weren't good enough to win on the day. Uh, I, you can't just. Everyone can't just be the good bloke that everyone has to love and and want to have a beer with and sit down. And you know, credit to the boys. You're allowed to have guys like this in the game with personalities. We crave it uh, in the media. We crave people being themselves. And Adam Fanua Blake. Well done. I can't wait to see Canberra play Manly again. <laughs> wait. Yeah, I'm a miss. I'm, I'm happy with that. Um, some of the stuff I've had said to me from fans over the fence yeah. is, you know, well across the line. So if a player is, is confident enough to give a bit back, well, happy days. So be it. Okay, cool. I can't wait to see you get the next one. I really <laughs> want you to do something <laughs> controversial. Do you, do you agree, Wade? Do you see more, more personality in the game? Oh, yeah, for sure. It's, it's hard, but because obviously you see this, um, Adam re uh, reacts like this, you know, guaranteed the next camera game is going to come up on the video of Adam doing this and the camera boys are going to look at that. It's going to be in the build-up again. So all it does is, is put a little bit more pressure on you or, or, or like you said, it adds to the, spec to the game. So if you, if, but if you're confident enough within yourself to throw out the shade and then at some stage it's going to catch up with you and you're going to be on the other end of it, you've got to be able to cop the other side yeah, of it It's as not well. out of character. You know, this is, we've seen him up at Newcastle, we've seen him do this. So he's only hurting himself next time the performance. The pressure builds on him. So we can back it up. Oh, I he love it. it up. Good he's on had him. a fantastic oh, yeah. year. Yeah, well done. He's going well, he's killing it. Good on him. Love it. All right. The Broncos will struggle to hold on to David Fafita, hit or miss. Michael? Uh, I, I, I say hit. They've got a lot of forwards on big money, obviously. They've got Payne Haas there, they've got Tavita Pangoy Jr., they've got Matt Lodge, who they had to pay extras for because a few clubs tried to come in late for him. I don't know how they keep four forwards on big dollars, especially when, when you look at their roster, let's be fair, they need to find someone in the halves. That, that, that's their issue at the moment. And although Darius is filling in and, and they've got some young sevens there, they need to prioritise where they are. And I don't know if, as good as Dave Vafita is, I think he can attract more money elsewhere. The Parramatta's of the world, the Knights and Panthers, the clubs, the Bulldogs, with some money to spend in the next couple of years. When he comes off contract in 2020, I think he's going to earn big dollars. Hit for me, I think the Broncos and Anthony Seabold have got their recruitment uh, in terms of situation wrong. I thought you should have signed Payne Haas, then David Fafita. Uh, Lodge and Tavita Pangai Jr. you could have gotten done a little bit later. But those, you, your front row, your best front row is Payne Haas and your best back rower is uh, David Fafita. So I think that, yeah, you're right, they'll, they'll struggle to hold on to him. In fairness to Brisbane, though, that David Fafita still has another year to run. Those guys were coming off contract now. So it's, yeah, it's yeah, a tough one to juggle. Lose him, mate. Wade? Uh, well, I can't say too much more. <laughs> I agree with the boys. Um, I think the biggest thing just looking at it is four forwards on big money is hard to... Mm. Well, then you suffer somewhere else. So mm. if they're prepared to suffer somewhere else, well, then they can get it done. But if they need to balance out the side, well, something's probably going to have to give. Definitely. Cooper Cronk should go another year. Hit or miss? Let's start with you, Wade. Um, I'll give it a miss. I'll disagree with it. And, and not because of... How he's playing, obviously he's playing well enough to play another year, another two years if he wants to. I, I remember sitting in um, a, a player meeting on the, in the World Cup year when Cooper was just 
about to announce his retirement for rep footy and when he said his piece and uh, finished up, I just seen how content he was with everything that he'd achieved. Um, he loves the game. He he just has other priorities outside of footy at the moment. He's got a young family. Um, he's got jobs outside of the game as well. And I think he's really content with what he's been able to achieve in the game. And um, the, the Roosters are having another crack of year. They're every chance of playing in another grand final. So um, I'm sure he's happy with his decision. Yeah, I'd say miss. And for the reasons that Wade Graham just touched on. Also, I think... Yeah, you speak about he's made his announcement he's going to retire at the end of the year. That's probably taken a weight off his shoulders of the constant speculation of whether you should go around again. And he is playing some of his best footy. So this goal kicking, his warm-up, <laughs> credit to him because his warm-up wasn't great, but he slots that first one, three from three. He's kicked four goals in his career, but he had it on a string the other night. Again, we saw that kick to Tupo for the try. I think he's just really content with his decision and he's loving playing every last game. Yeah, I agree with the boys. Miss for me. Uh, what's he got left to prove? He's done everything in the game. The only thing that I think they could be, yeah, it would be nice if they did go on to win the Premiership, the Roosters, but he'd be involved for a, a three-peat, obviously. Three yeah, they've obviously a chance of going the double at the moment. But regardless, they're going to have to, as we said with Dave Fafita, sometimes you need to prioritise elsewhere. They've got Latrell Mitchell there, and it's obviously up his contract, so... Yeah, it's a miss for me, but he's good enough to play another couple of years, no doubt. Hypothetical for you, if the Roosters do win, will you still be hit or miss if they do win? And he's got a chance to free. <laughs> yeah. Ah, well, I'm, like I'm looking it. at the books now. Look, that's a good question. Will they come any more? <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's still a miss. I think the Roosters can't afford for him to play on. And he's not, you know, what's he going to play on for 300000 If they can do that, great. And the NRL approve it. Good luck to him. All Just right. because he's not playing doesn't mean they won't go for a three-peat. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Kira, oh yeah, yeah. Kira shifts into That's seven, the trail at six. Well, there's a bit of pressure on young Kyle Flanagan coming in there as well, so. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's another question. Thoughts on Kyle leaving? Is that for me to pass to Shemis? Yeah, that's Okay, I didn't know you. what you, I thought you wanted me to pass to Shemis. <laughs> passing on messages, this is oh, how we do okay. it. We, do, we, we to, don't have a fine line. I thought you wanted me to take the host and pass, like, verbally. <laughs> oh, pass. Pass the question. We're getting way off topic, but thoughts on Kyle leaving? No, oh, disappointing, so disappointing. Local junior, um, I've known Kyle, he was a ball boy when he first came to the club, so obviously his, his dad was the coach and he'd come along the game to be a ball boy. Um, but yeah, as we spoke about, you can't keep him all. There's an opportunity there for him to go to the Roosters and, and play and, you know, it happens throughout the career. It happened to me at Penrith, so I've, I've been through a similar situation. It's just the way the game works, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. All right, we won't get off topic. This is the last hit or miss. Bulldogs have shown they are finals contenders in 2020. Wade, hit or miss? Yeah, oh, that's a hit. I agree. Oh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's a, yeah. hit. Um, that's a hit. They've showed, they've proved to themselves, um, you know, the type of footy they can play. It's just about doing it at the right time of the year. They've, they've sort of didn't even give themselves a chance with the, how they started the season. Mm. Um, but yeah, the pressure's on them now to do it again at the start of next year when the season's still on the line. There is an element of when there's less to play for to just go out there and you're more carefree and, and you can throw the ball around and you're a bit more relaxed in your weeks of training because um, you haven't got as much on the line. So the, the key for them boys is to yeah, do it again next year now. Miss for me. I think that what we've seen the last two years from the Bulldogs has been pretty much what Wade Graham said. They've played carefree footy because they haven't been in contention for the eight and they've got some teams at the back end that have top-loaded and got themselves ready for the finals. So uh, they need to prove it in the first two months of the competition, set themselves up with the season and then play this kind of footy at the back end to be able to make the eight. Yeah, miss for me. They, they finished the year strong last year as well and they went on a bit of a run, unearthed a few players and then started the year pretty poorly. So I've got a feeling it's going to be a little bit of the same next year. But I will say, Dallin Wattenis, the has been outstanding for him mm. since he's joined mm. the club. So they get a couple more signings like that, and I think 2021 is going to be a big year for Canterbury. 
I feel like you really held the pace here today. Because oh, that generally gets a little out of hand. But, um, yeah, I mean, you were the only one to do something different. You said hit. The rest of you all agreed on. It's nice. Oh, I think the fans will be disappointed. They generally like to I'm take... free most Monday afternoons if you want me to come in. All right. <laughs> Producer, can you hear that? Let's lock him in. Sounds good. All right, to wrap things up, champ or chump? So this is where uh, players, officials, fans, anyone does something a little silly, we champ or chump them. You haven't started on this yet, but there's still a few more weeks. The first one is refs warming up. We've seen it over the last couple of weeks, actually. Um, we saw the security guard warm up. Take a look at this. This is the ref taking things very seriously, as we like to see. <laughs> Waving the flag. Fantastic. <laughs> Are we champing or chumping him? Oh, I'm going champ. Good on him. He, he loves the game that much. He wants to get down there early and warm up. Good on him. Good. What about for you? Champ, and I'll highlight this, he hasn't done it on the field, uh, the main field. He's done it to the side. So the referees warm up in the middle of the field. They did it on the weekend in the Roosters' half and uh, took up the Roosters' space. So <laughs> you're allowed to just warm up on the side, but well done. Well, it's champ for me. Uh, I'm, I'm all for preparation, but to me, the biggest champ of the week in terms of preparation is Katie Brown. Thank you, Pat. Yeah, look, I, I, look, you take it very seriously, and I'm very Mate, honoured. It better not be that scare can. I'm, be, I'm very honoured to have captured what I did today. Take a look. This is Katie Brown in preparation for today's show. That is a bloody G up. <laughs> you are a G up. Hey, Zeus, come on, let's get a quick shot. Bit of a diva. Oh my <laughs> god! Seriously. La, 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 la. Oh my god! I feel like everybody at the NRL is turning on me. <laughs> One of your best, Katie. Are you in on yeah. this? Thank you. Ah, please. I got here at three three thirty. I put my yeah, actually, jacket on. Yeah, actually, clearly preparation isn't Jamie Soward's strong point. But you, no, you've nailed it. Well done. You're getting the sack. I need to talk to the boss after this. That's <laughs> such a G up. Oh, right. champ, because your preparation's your own time. Well done, Katie. G champ will chump me. Champ, champ me. Champ. I want to be welcome back. Are you champ? Champ. Yeah, champ. Yeah. Lucky. Champ. Champ. Well, you're you're outnumbered, so sucked yeah. in. <laughs> the last one is. I'm a little bit um. <clears throat> <laughs> you're a loser. Okay, I can't say anything unprofessional on this show. Anyway, I just did. All right, uh, Nathan Brown and his nonna. Let's take a listen to this because she was very upset with what he did on the weekend. Why? Why didn't you control yourself? You know the rule of the game. Now you're two weeks off. It's true, no? Why? Why? You have to control yourself. I'm proud of you, but now why? Why are you reacting like that before? <laughs> oh, are we are we chumping Nathan no, Brown no, and no. champing the Nathan Brown for sure? How do you do that to the poor? She was emotional. <laughs> yeah, she's a yeah. That's why I'm yeah. chumping. Yeah, I'm chumping Nathan Brown. I'm champing Nona. I reckon Brad Arthur was saying the same sort of things. <laughs> in the <dressing> <laughs> <as well. laughs> poor Nathan Brown, like. My, his nan's obviously hard on him. My nan, I, I couldn't do anything wrong in my nan's eyes. Oh, Queen's oh, oh, I, I couldn't do anything wrong. If, all my, if I was with all my friends and we lit a bushfire, it wasn't my fault. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't do it. I couldn't do not do anything wrong in my nan's eyes. It's always someone else's fault. Wow. So, unlucky, Brownie. Oh, dear, dear. What about for you? Yeah. Are, you are you all, are we all agreeing? Yeah, of course. Yeah, okay. Well, that's nice. Today's been really nice. Thanks, gents. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, anytime, Good anytime. luck on Sunday against Thank the Raiders. You. This is a big test. Oh, massive. Like it's good. Should be good. Come about. down to the game. Nah, busy. Oh, I'll watch busy. it on TV. Make sure, Wadi, you turn to the Raiders fans and give them a little signal. Back up what you said, mate. We need personality. So if you win the game on the weekend... I don't know if too many Raiders fans have come out, mate. There might not be any tickets left. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long way to travel. <laughs> are, you two, are you two heading to the game? We'll be there. Some of us will work. Are you just saying that? Yeah, I'm just saying that. <laughs> <laughs>
Shemis has been down there at Shark Park a few times in the recent yeah, weeks. I have, yeah, I have, yeah. yeah. I actually had to think about it. When, it was like reaction just to say no because you said to do something. And yeah. I was like, no, but I think I can. I should. Yeah, I should. you should come down. The There's a thousand tickets left at all, so you've got to get in quick. Hey, nrl.com forward slash tickets. That's where you can purchase them. Gosh, she even knows how to sell a game. This is, this is great. Um, Jamie and Michael, watch yourselves. <laughs> Especially after what you dished up just before. I think you're safe, Jamie. Because you chant me. Katie, wrap the show up. No I'm wrapping up the right. show. <laughs> Tomorrow, 3.55, make sure you tune in to NRL team. Zach Bailey, uh, Jeff Tuvey, Brett Kamali are back again with another cracking show. And until next Monday, have a good one. <laughs>